This is a West Gippsland Week podcast. This is West Gippsland Week here on 103.1 3BR FM, your community station in West Gippsland. And as your community station, we try to introduce you to elements of the community that you might not have come across or help you experience life from a different point of view, uh, from people in your community. Today we're looking at a problem that uh, you may or may not have experienced, but for some people it is more than just a nuisance, more than just a trivial thing to get around day to day. It can impact on the ability to live independently. And it's packaging. The packaging that comes with so many goods today that makes it difficult to get at the good that it's presenting. So in this program, we'll be hearing from Tessa, who has cerebral palsy and is in her 20s, Merrin, who is over 70, and Annie, who has Parkinson's disease. So what do I mean by impacting on people's ability to live a full life? First up, we'll hear from Tessa and then Merrin. It makes my parents worry that I can't live by myself and like... um And, like, I want to be able to live by myself. Like, I'm only thinking about moving a little way away, so not, like, really far away from my parents, but further enough away that I can have my own space. So, um, but there's always people I can call on and things like that. But I want to be able to build up enough independence that I can cook cook stuff myself and do stuff myself. But it's, it's it's hard to be able to learn those things so quickly as well. And yeah, I think it is that that loss of feeling of independence that is the worst thing. And it and the trouble is, it just comes at small moments. It just trips you up. And Tessie, you're saying when you're cooking, absolutely, that's when most of my frustration occurs. When I'm cooking something and I just go to try and open something, you know, a, a, a jar or a bottle or whatever, and I struggle to do it. I just it drives me mad um, and it it makes me feel bad about myself and and you do worry that you know if I was here on my own I wouldn't be able to manage how would I be able to do this and that's uh, incredibly frustrating mm. it's very interesting you, you said that because when mum and dad finished building our new house they 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 look back and they see that we should have made the, the guest rooms a bit bigger I'm in one of the guest rooms, um, they should have, like, and that their kitchen, obviously I'm not going to live here forever though, but, like, their kitchen isn't always the way that would work out right for me, because the sink's over there, the kettle's over there, so, like, I can't carry the kettle all the way over, so it's all a bit, you know, a, a bit dysfunctional for me, so... In, in my house, we'll make sure that it's functional enough for me to uh, have everything side by side. So let's have a look at, at a few examples of the packaging that makes it so difficult. And I've got a, an, a, 
you know, a, a jar opening thing, so that jars have now become relatively easy to open because I've got one of those um, electric, devices. electric devices to help open the jar. But I couldn't do it before then, and I was stopping buying things because I couldn't open the jar. So that's been very useful. So jars are now okay. Um, a lot of the things that come in little plastic containers, one of my beefs is uh, tomato paste that comes in a little plastic container that you have to try and tear the top off. Mm. It says peel here. Well, you know, I don't know who is capable of peeling here because it never comes off and you end up with the knife, uh, you know, trying to cut it open uh, with huge, you know, problems for cutting yourself and all the rest of it. So, again, I think um, jars are good but there's a, there's and cans with um, pull tops are good but there's still a lot of other packaging that could really be changed substantially to make it easier. This also goes for things like um, sauces and pastes and stuff, which it's not so much the jars that have paste, but it's when you open the jars and paste when it's still got the seal on and the seals can be, depending on the seals and paste, it can be quite hard to get it off. Um, Same as with toothpaste. And when you go to, um, when you, when you, go to the stores as well when you go to like a outdoor restaurant or you go to a takeaway shop and you have to if, if you want to get some tomato sauce or something and it says peel here on the you know the little skinny peels peel here yeah. things or if it's still just the little circular things it's really quite hard to peel those when when you only have one good hand yes and even when you've got two good hands it's yes. hard to peel exactly <laughs> Yes, and the, those squirty tomato sauce yes. things are just... Ends up all over my front. And it's not just food packaging. Here's Annie on all sorts of plastic packaging and her limitations. I could pitch them across the room, actually. You know, a, a, t- a toothbrush is in this horrendous amount of plastic. And it's not just soft plastic. It's as hard as hell. You know, and, and I feel like jumping up and down on top of them. So, you know, you get a pair of scissors and I've got to make sure I don't put the scissors through my hand. And they're a nightmare. And so even getting a packet of ice creams open and I'm desperate for an ice cream, you know, you're trying to get the... They're just cardboard, but they're sort of glued so heavily. And I hate the packaging. I think it's... It's amazing how, you know, you want one screw from a certain shop and uh, there's about 10 in a plastic container and you've got to try and pick, get the plastic off the cardboard to get out the one screw and you've got to, the, the other nine just sit there. So it's not only that the packaging is so difficult, it's also the quantity of items that are in the in the packaging. The thing that I find hardest is that the hard plastic, the hard moulded plastic that goes around things like toothbrushes and I bought a pair of scissors the other day and they were wrapped in this hard moulded plastic and I didn't have any scissors because I bought the scissors because I needed the scissors and I had to try and find another pair of scissors to cut around this moulded plastic and once you've got, once you've cut it, it's actually quite sharp. So it's really easy to cut yourself accidentally or, and then it just has to go into the landfill anyway, which I, I find very distressing. Um, and it's a pair of scissors. It doesn't need to be wrapped 
in moulded plastic. It could be just on a, a cardboard card hanging on a hook. Merrin mentioned jars before and the electronic device that she has to open them. But how does Tessa cope? In jars, I'm getting a bit stronger um, uh, and a bit easier and I've got something to assist me with opening jars. I also have um, my mum and dad to assist me with that. But I, I've gotten a bit easier and I know a couple of tricks. So I use a teaspoon and put it up there and a knife as well. Um, so I use that. But, you know, you can also put something rough underneath like a tea towel or something like that and then use a tea towel on top to like try and you know do that as well to try and loosen the top but I still find it a bit difficult. And Annie? Jars again uh, we've got I've got those um they're rubber little rubber mats and you put it on you put over the top of the lid and one at the bottom and turn and that will open it fairly easily so if, if you see any of those little rubber mats you know they're they're only small but gee they go over the top of jars beautifully and they're so easy so all these little things that people have to kind of construct around their lives to just live their life what about tins tins i've gotten a bit better with as well if, if they don't have the little pulley on the top then then i can't use I find it quite hard to use a tin opener. I'll have to get my dad to do that for me. But if it has a latch, I can I can open it. Yeah, similarly, except when the latch breaks off. But yeah, it can. You can definitely open them. I can I can open them quite easily too. But the ring pull doesn't work for everybody. Here's Annie again. The ones you know they've got the 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 lid on the top with the uh, raised pull 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 thing. I cannot open those at all. My husband has to do them all the time. And uh, because I pulled, the first time I did it, I pulled it and poured the contents down at the front of me because it was impossible to, to control it properly. So, yeah, I don't like them. Another thing that I think many people would struggle with are those so-called safety caps. Another of the packaging things that drives me mad are, are things like... Um, methylated spirits or, or turpentine. They're in those plastic jars where you have to squeeze down and turn it. Now, I can... Um, obviously, they've got to be in so, some safe type of packaging because, you know, children could get them and, and you know, could cause huge damage. But uh, there's got to be something easier than that. You, again, you know, with a sore wrist or any sort of issue in terms of being able to press down and turn you just can't open them and I just find that unbelievably frustrating. That also goes for shampoo and conditioners with, with, yes. the, with the same, with the same um, thing with they some shampoos and conditioners and body washes of course have the same thing where you have to you have to push down and then turn and I find them really quite annoying. I'm able to do it sometimes but sometimes I have to ask mum and dad to do it. And it's very annoying when you can't do it yourself. So food, toothbrushes, toothpaste, cleaning products, showering products, uh, implements, all these things that people use day to day are so hard to get at. There needs to be far greater awareness and manufacturers need to be held to account to make things accessible for people. And I know there's been the fear of you know needles in strawberries and all those sorts of things that means that people want everything tamper proof mm -hmm. but there's got to be a balance there where 
where people can take sensible precautions and fresh fruit and vegetables is readily available or frozen uh, vegetables are readily available and easily opened. Mm. So, yeah, I think we do need to challenge manufacturers to start thinking more imaginatively about how things are packaged. At the moment, they're really just thinking about how it's displayed in the supermarket or on the shelf. They need to be thinking more broadly about what's, uh, what is uh, recyclable, for a start, so we're not filling up landfill, and also what is easily accessible for people. Um, I'm 72, I'm pretty fit and healthy, but I have sore wrists, I have difficulty opening a lot of things. Um, and Tessa is obviously in a similar situation for different reasons. She's not 72, but she has difficulty doing these things. So, uh, you know, I, it, it's a broad range of the population has this problem, and they really do need to start tackling it. Well, thanks to Merrin, Annie and Tessa for giving us some sort of insight into their struggles with certain sorts of packaging. And on that last point made by Merrin about accountability of the industry, I've been trying for several weeks to get somebody from the industry, somebody from design schools, somebody from anywhere to comment on this issue for people. And I have not been able to find anyone. So that issue of accountability really is very serious. Because to be blunt, I can't find anybody who's even thinking about it. And as we've heard, it seriously limits life choices for a large part of our community. This is a West Gippsland Week podcast. Uh, the problem of packaging for people with any kind of uh, physical limitations, it is a problem for people living their lives and particularly living independently. Um, and at the time we mentioned that I was having trouble finding anybody who was concerned enough to talk about it. I'm pleased, therefore, to talk with Carol Bennett, who is the CEO of Pain Australia, who is part of an alliance that is pushing for uh, the packaging industry to take this into account. Uh, thanks very much for your time, Carol. Thanks, Paul. Um, so tell us about this alliance. Uh, who does it uh, include and what, what are your aims? Look, our alliance is a group of 11 organisations that represent people who live with pain conditions uh, like arthritis um, and other types of pain and other chronic conditions that are impacted by uh, everyday functionality and the need for more accessible design in products that they use um, in their everyday lives. For many people, it's about accessing products that they use in everyday um, cooking and, and being able to just feed themselves. Um, obviously, for people who have uh, challenges when it comes to um, you know, living with chronic pain or other conditions, opening cans, opening packets, um, being able to, you know, use their, their fingers in a way that um, requires quite a bit of dexterity in many instances um, with some of these packages. Um, and that can be quite difficult. And, um, you know, for most of us, we struggle with some of those things. But for somebody who has a lot of pain uh, in their joints and can't uh, move their joints as readily as others, um, this is much more challenging. And for people living alone, as you point out, 
that's much more difficult because uh, many people have told us they sometimes have to wait until they can get somebody to come and open packages for them or, you know, they feel they lose their independence as a result of not being able to do those things. So it is a big issue uh, and it's a growing issue because we know that at least uh, half the population have one form of chronic condition or another. Uh, we know many people um, are ageing and as they age, they uh, have more of these conditions. So it's a growing population of people who really do need uh, support to function well every day. And in many cases, uh, the, the, the packaging industry has responded to concerns about child safety and the like. Um, and some of these, uh, these on, uh, sort of collateral issues uh, don't seem to have resonated at all. Well, it is ironic that, um, for instance, with many arthritis medications, the child safety requirements actually are the thing that prevent people from accessing their medication when, you know, the medication is actually designed to help them address the issues that they have with their functionality. Um, and this is a problem uh, when it comes to pharmaceutical packaging in general. Um, and there, there are a number of pain medications that that also applies to. Um, but, you know, we, we need to get the balance right. Um, yes, there are safety issues around accessibility of products, uh, but there are also issues of um, accessibility when it comes to, to people who don't have um, the full functionality that, that um, you need to be able to use these products well. So I, what we're calling on is really a discussion with the industries that produce products um, that enable us to live our everyday lives. And, you know, a discussion about how those things can be improved. And, you know, I've heard some great examples of how some industries have stepped up. I know the pharmaceutical industry has had discussions around getting the balance right. Um, but, you know, there's, there's organisations like Microsoft, for instance, that is producing a special toggle for... Um, you know, games that are used, electronic games um, that enable people to be able to play them more readily if they have access type issues. So, you know, there are some good news stories out there, um, but we want to encourage other industries to come and have a conversation about how um, consumers are impacted by this and to see the potential for a market um, that is growing and that would vote with their feet when it comes to choosing products that enable them to live better 